What is up, guys? Me and Lua here, and we are banging out another football episode. This episode, we're going to be talking about the 2019 rookies going into their 2020 sophomore seasons. Are they going to have success, or are they going to get in a slump? Lua has a couple of guys. I got a couple of guys. So we're just kind of going to go back and forth and just talk about these names. Lou, do you want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with my guys who I think will slump in their sophomore season. First, I have Gardner Minshew. I think he kind of caught everyone off guard, and they were kind of used to Foles at first, so they were expecting Foles, so the game plan always wasn't for him. So I do think that everyone's going to figure him out a little bit, and they will see the lack of weapons and the depleted O-line, and he will have a lesser year than he did last year, which which is fine. I mean, not saying he's going to be terrible, but I do expect him to take a step back. Second guy I have is Marquise Brown on Baltimore. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. Oh, well, they're the same team. They're still great. Well, you're wrong. I think everyone's kind of figured Baltimore's offense out a little bit to that point, and it's tight end heavy and running back heavy. I mean, there was nothing for me to indicate that he would get any better in that system. And now that I think the Ravens' offense is going to be a little easier to figure out, I think he will struggle uh, a little bit more, and I'm not really holding him high in any fantasy standard, even though he is a good player. And then my third one, I have uh, Garrett Bradbury from Minnesota, uh, the offensive lineman. He had a slow start to last season, but he did find his way. I just think that now that Kirk Cousins will have less time to decide because he doesn't have Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen has had that that hamstring injury consistently, and Dalvin Cook was a little banged up. So I think that's just going to put more pressure on the O-line, and I don't expect a great season from that O-line as a whole, especially the sophomore. Lou, I got to say, for those slumps, I got to disagree with Marquise Brown. I definitely think that Lamar has to stay take steps as a passer even though he was our MVP last year but I don't know I just feel like he wasn't healthy last year and I think that we didn't even see his true potential and I think he definitely needs to improve I definitely don't go against you on that but I definitely don't see him as being a slump but I'm going to come in with with a slump and you might disagree with this one because I know this is your guy, but I have Debo Samuel being a slump going into 2020. I know he performed to, to be a solid receiver for the 49ers. I just feel like if they don't address the position, whether that's in the draft, because they definitely didn't in free agency, if he's the number one option, I think that's going to be a problem for that 49ers offense. Not that I don't have faith in him. I just think he's a solid uh, number two or number three guy. And I just don't think that that if he's facing the best corner every single snap, that that he's going to improve as a player. So that's why I go in in that direction there. Another wide receiver that that I think is going to have a slump in their sophomore year, and that's Nikhil Harry. I don't see an upgrade at that quarterback position. And I, I didn't see anything last year that really impressed me and kind of had me to have high hopes for him coming into this year. And last year, Lou, he was one of my favorite receivers, and I definitely thought he was worth the first-round pick. I know injuries kind of hampered him a little bit too, so that didn't allow us to see his full potential. But I definitely don't have higher hopes going into year two. Another guy, a quarterback actually in this scenario, that I have as a slump in in 2020, that's going to be Will Greer. I mean, he was a second, third-round pick in the draft last year, and people thought that he would be a quarterback possibly three, four years down the road. And I just don't think he's going to get that opportunity. You know, it's a whole different organization now. Ron Rivera isn't the head coach, and and Matt Rule is now the guy in charge. And he brought his guy in Teddy Bridgewater, and he runs a completely different offense. So I don't think that that Will Greer is going to have the opportunity to eventually excel at at his position. Um, And then just going to the linebacker, the running back position, I'd have to say David Montgomery. The Bears are a team, Lou, that you just mentioned is talking about possibly acquiring Leonard Fournette. 
And I just don't think that they have the faith in David Montgomery that was kind of hyping him up uh, going into the season last year. So, yes, he could possibly improve, but I don't see him being 1,200-yard rusher and and 10-touchdown guy. So I think they need to still address that position. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I, I agree with you on everything but the Debo Samuel one. I, I think he is for sure the number one, but uh, you kind of came at my guy, Marquise Brown. Uh, he's slumping, Steve. I said it. It's happening. So on a different note, uh, for bounce back guys, first one, Steve, a guy that you really liked last season, Devin Singletary. Yeah, I really think that now that he's the uh, for sure number one, no injuries, no Frank Goa, they have an established one, two, three receiver punch. That the sky's the limit for this kid. Lua, I think Singletary can be better. I feel like they didn't use him the way they possibly wanted to kind of use him last year. I feel like they really wanted to kind of have him and Shady as a one-two punch. And I still feel like Singletary is a good running back. I just think he does need a, a good compliment with him. And I like him as a pass catcher, and I think he's good on all three downs. But I think they do need more of a physical runner to kind of make him kind of be more the the player that I think he wants to be. Yeah, definitely. I do think it'll depend on how they use him, but I, I believe they'll do it right. And another guy that had a very, very rough first year, uh, but I think he's going to bounce back because the team will be a lot better. Deontay jo- uh, Johnson on Pittsburgh. I like that one. Now that, yeah, dude, now that we kind of have more light on what Juju really is, now that they, they need this guy to step up and be a number two, and I think we've seen that, the receivers that they draft, Steve, when Big Ben does get a hold of them, they do develop great chemistry. So I believe he is the next every down guy for Big Ben. I really believe it. No, I, I definitely like that pick there. And Lou, I still have faith that Juju is a number one receiver, but I don't I don't compare him to like a Julio, you know what I mean? I think he can get the job done to his own extent. But no, for sure, I, I definitely think that Deontay Johnson could be a a good complimentary receiver to him. And I think he could be a guy that could push 750 like receiving yards as a number two receiver. When Big Ben is healthy, he does have that whole group, that wide receiver position, excelling kind of at their best. You know what I mean? So I think having him healthy, that would definitely be something important. But that's also the pick that that they got with Antonio Brown. So I feel like they're really trying to make sure that he is an impact player for their organization to just kind of prove that whole thing right, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel that. Um, and my last two guys, Steve, I have one guy on the defensive side, Quinn and Williams, a lot of injuries, a lot of dysfunction with the Jets. I think he'll get healthy, get his mind right. And I think they will improve as a whole. Um, I think they'll, that they'll spend less time on the defensive side as a whole because the offense will be better. You know what I mean? They can consistently move the football for once, but I think he'll bounce back. He was a great talent coming out. The kid's only like 22, 23 years old. I mean, it's unbelievable how young this kid is. Uh, and then lastly, I have TJ Hawkinson. What a solid start to the season, but kind of faded away as Matt Stafford got hurt and the Lions did what the Lions do, let's be honest. Um, but I think now that they have more of a solid direction, they're going to have to go all in this draft, and hopefully they can keep Stafford healthy. I think that now they have the two great receivers. They have a solid running back, Kerryon Johnson. I really think that TJ Hawkinson could make a big impact now that he knows that offense. No, yeah, he, he definitely could. 
I'm going to come in with, with my successful guys because I have I have a couple of them here. I'll, I'll talk about five, five of them or so. I have two guys on here, three guys on here, actually, that are all from the defensive tackle position. So showing a lot of love to the defense position here. But my first one is Jeffrey Simmons with the defensive tackle. Love that kid. I, Steve, I love that kid like he was my child. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really good uh, defensive tackle, nose tackle from the Titans. And we all know his story in college. He was supposed to be a, a top pick, but because of injury that just wasn't the case and we we saw the titans move on they they actually traded their top defensive lineman to the broncos but but the titans are, are going to replace that defensive lineman uh with jeffrey simmons and, and he's going to get after the passer and he's going to affect the run game and he's going to make all those guys around him better so that's why i still think that the titans could possibly be a big threat for for that AFC South, Ryan Tannehill just has to take the proper steps on offense to kind of yeah show yeah that sounds like uh, government propaganda but uh, it was Jarrell Casey it was Jarrell Casey Jarrell Casey and, and Jarrell Casey is good too they they literally traded him for nothing Lou I feel like that goes goes a lot to say about Jeffrey Simmons but you know I'm I'm rooting for you when you're cold down in that division so so don't be talking like that government propaganda <laughs> at the next defensive tackle position this is actually coming out of Miami Lou and this. This is one of those young guys last year that I think really bought in, and he was a first-round pick for them, and no one really mentioned his name. He was the other defensive tackle from Clemson that was drafted last year, and now it's Christian Wilkins. I think he's going to be a solid guy for them on, on that front four, front three, whatever they decide to run on defense. And I think he's just going to be a stable, foundational piece for them on, on the defensive line. The other defensive tackle from Clemson that I'm going to talk about is actually on the New York Giants and that's Dexter Lawrence and he did make great impacts for that Giants defense at multiple points throughout last year especially through the middle of the season when the Giants weren't actually playing great defense oh what a surprise but he he was the the one bright star along with Julian Love and I don't have Julian Love the defensive back from Notre Dame on this list I still think the Giants might address that safety position but I definitely like what Dexter, Dexter Lawrence did affecting the run and the pass. He was a, a top PFF graded rookie last year. So that's why I, I think the Giants have, have a star in the making on defense. That would be so huge for you guys if he could really like become a huge impact player. And that'll really solidify like that draft as a whole was a huge, huge win for them. It definitely was. Um, and I have another defensive guy that I'm going to talk about. But Lou, two guys I want to get to quick that me and you both have high hopes on. And I think that they will have success next year that's DK Metcalf and Kyla Murray we talked about this individually and kind of on the podcast about how good these guys possibly could be I don't know if you saw the other day but but Seattle came out and said that they're going to open up the route tree for DK Metcalf so I really think that he could possibly have the effect of being a top 15 receiver in the league next year already um, and I don't even think that's talking crazy. I mean, and we see what, what Arizona is doing with their weapons down there in the desert and I, I think they really are trying to set up Kyla Murray to be a guy that that can possibly scratch 6,000 total yards with passing and rushing. And I know that sounds far-fetched, but it only sounds far-fetched until it happens. Um, and I think that's definitely what Kingsbury is trying to do, especially when Kyla Murray was passing the ball 50 times a game last year. Oh, dude, absolutely. I, I, have, uh, I didn't like him coming out. Uh, he made me eat my words. My initial take was there's no way two back-to-back short dudes from Oklahoma are good in the draft. You know what I mean? It just happened that only one of them was, and it was Kyler Murray. It wasn't Baker Mayfield. So that's what ended up happening, but I think you're right. He could do so many great things and in the screen game with Kenyon Drake, too. They have so many options. But uh, one guy who had a terrible freshman year, 
just because uh, of injury and kind of a lack of the quarterback position. Paris Campbell, man, on the Colts. Don't sleep. Rivers is here. I do think that that if the Colts had Funches last year, that he would have been in the right role for him to kind of excel, you know? Uh, me and you were talking about receivers in the right situation, about how they can play to their strengths. And I feel like he's one. And I feel like when he's the number three receiver, uh, you have T.Y. Hilton. And hopefully, uh, just in, in Lou's article that he came out today, he's hoping that that 34th pick, that T. Higgins goes there. So if T. Higgins goes there and then Campbell can be the slot guy, Lou, that's a great combo of receivers. While we're on the topic, make sure to check out Lou's article about the Colts draft plan because it really was a great read. I know a lot of people aren't Indianapolis fans, but Lou makes it really enjoyable, especially with his funny comment in the third paragraph. So make sure to check that out. But Lou, my last defensive player that I thought is really going to excel you might be surprised because he's a New England Patriot, and that's Chase Winovich. I know he was a late-round pick. I was really hoping the Giants would draft him at, at some point last year, um, but, it, but it didn't end up happening like that, and Chase Winovich is in New England, and I just kind of have to sleep with it. But I think he's going to be a stud, and I think he's going to emulate Clay Matthews very much. And that's not just because they hear the type of game they play is, is so aggressive. They're always attacking the ball, whether that's the passer. He's a great pass rusher. He, he's really a guy that, that can make an impact right away. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think the, uh, the sky's the limit for that kid just because his motor is so high. It's a proud day as a... Um a professional talker where Steve pulled a me and learned from the teacher and uh, gave me a quick plug. Now that is very exciting from my end. I'm going to stick to the guy who does the plugs around here. All right. Peace.